A musical adventure. New artists, new musicians, and everyone involved in the world of music. Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J Rod Concerts the Podcast with your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Let's find out what we have this episode. Here comes the sun, do 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 do. Here comes the sun, and I say it's all right. Hi, how you guys doing? Are you guys enjoying the beautiful weather wherever you are? I mean, I hope it's been as beautiful as in Nashville, Tennessee. Spring has sprung, and it's been an incredible few days. And uh, yeah, winter's over. Spring is here. That means festival season is in full swing. Music is coming back. I hope you guys. And your families are going to go and enjoy some shows and uh, hopefully support some artists and support the arts. But uh, welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. This is your host, this and every episode, Jamie Rodriguez. Hope everyone is doing well. Before we get to today's episode, guys, we've had a lot of new listeners lately. First of all, thank you to the family. We humbly ask you to take 30 seconds of your time, click subscribe, give us a review, you know. You know, you know, the algorithm mathematics and the importance, and we thank you. Helps us a lot. But uh, today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, we, we preview a wonderful, wonderful festival. We have never been, actually. Uh, we're, it's in Portland, Oregon, and we're talking about the Waterfront Blues Festival, ladies and gentlemen. And we're thrilled to welcome today the one and only Christina Fuller. She is the festival director of it, and she is co-owner at Fuller Events. Um, but it's an incredible festival, guys. We're super stoked. I mean, with over 80,000 attendees, the, the Waterfront Blues Festival is the largest blues festival west of the Mississippi, and it is Portland's most beloved event. It is celebrated annually over the July 4th weekend. Um, you know, it, the festival features over 100 acts on four stages. It has fireworks. Uh, you know, it has a fireworks show to coincide with July 4th. It has a bunch of great stuff like blues cruises on the uh, Willamette River. Uh, and, uh, you know, since 1988, when the festival started, it's featured world-renowned musicians, including Robert Plant, the Steve Miller Band, Buddy Guy, Mavis Staples, Trombone Shorty, and I could go on and on. But, um, yeah, really, really, really excited for this one. Um, you know, we, we actually have never been in the Pacific Northwest uh, with J-Rod concerts, so this is a new experience for us. This year's lineup includes our good friend Amethyst Kia. It includes um, Buddy Guy in his retirement tour, Raul Malo and the Mavericks, Those Lonely Boys, Corey Wong, who's on fire this year. Seen him a few times, met him a few times with our sister Sierra Hall. So yeah, it's going to be a blast, guys. Uh, WaterfrontBluesFest.com for information on tickets and all that. And uh, we hope you guys enjoy this chat with Christina. She walks us through a lot uh, of the festival, including Blues Fest Cares, the, you know, the festival happenings, and a lot more. So let's get on with it. Christina Fuller on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Hi there. Christina Fuller, look at you. N- nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Look at that compound. I love it. I love everything that's happening. There's some nature, some green some style we knew you had style from research but always good to see that the compound lives up to it you know 
<laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, it looks like you've got a good little poster selection behind you as well. You know, the game uh, of the poster situation in Nashville is, uh -huh. more, is more tense than you would think. <laughs> you know? Fierce competition in the poster game. You know, people will throw comments about it. So anyway, but yeah. <laughs> so Christina okay. Fuller, you know, if anyone in the music industry doesn't know that name yet, you better. She's a music industry leader in the Pacific Northwest and, and nationally uh, director of a pretty awesome music festival, the Waterfront Blues Fest as well. So we're thrilled to have you, Christina. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Also co-owner of Fuller Events, by the way, which, you know, so you do all sorts of events as well. And uh, yeah, everyone says that this music festival, Christina, is a gem. It takes place July 1 through 4th, and tickets available at waterfrontbluesfest.com. Uh, yeah. It, 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 is a, it is a gem indeed. So, Christina, you know, let's start with that, because everyone says that, and actually, that everyone says that word. I've talked to Michael Antonia, my friends of the Warren Treaty, um, my uh, friends are Tomek, who plays drums with the Samantha Fish. Everyone, when you mention, hey, we may cover this festival, their eyes light up. Christina and they just like it's not just another festival it is something that like left a mark in them and they love every part of it what like what is it what is it that they say the word gem when you mention it Christina there's something magical about the waterfront blues festival and if I knew the answer I would probably bottle it up but it is a festival that this year will be its 36th year it's built in our community by people that love the festival and love the music and want to make the experience critical front and center from the musician experience to the guest experience to the setting in downtown Portland right on the river. It has this like sprinkle of fairy dust that we've never quite been able to, to put our finger on it. And the thread that it sort of comes back to is a sense of community that is super unique and I think really critical to independent music festivals in these days. And uh, a really, committed tribe of humans that love the music, love the genre, love our city, love the musicians uh, from, from legendaries to the next generation, like the Michael and Tanya's who are, speaking of gems, they're the gems of, of music and, and Samantha Fish's entire band. There's a lot of special magical moments that have happened at Water From Blues Festival, and I don't know the secret, but there is an it factor for sure. But, and I love that, Christina. I love that answer, but I think you're selling yourself short because it seems to be like fuller events. I mean, one of the ethos that you guys have is creating problem solving. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. um, and you know, it's it's. I'm really impressed with people like you that have managed to keep something afloat and not only afloat, but thriving with all the changes in the music industry in the past half decade. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. the pandemic, but also, mm -hmm. you know, there's things that maybe people don't know that there's like a shortage of like truck drivers and, yeah. uh, and inflation and the prices and everything. And yet, Christina, it seems that you've been able to kind of be uh, rolling with the punches, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. We have, I think the nature of being in the event industry means you have to understand problems and you have to understand that you need solutions before they even before the problem presents itself. But I think in the last decade, let alone the half, last half of a decade, um, the problems are new and different and wildly complex and wildly serious. And frankly, the only way to roll with it is to have fun and be agile. And that has been key to, to the Waterfront Blues Festival success, even just over the last few years that has claimed casualty of a lot of events that didn't make it through during the pandemic. Our team at Fuller Events put together a socially distanced outdoor music venue in downtown Portland with seating pods and socially distanced all outdoors. 
we had 75 shows and kept music alive. Have we ever thought about doing that before? No. Will we probably ever do it again? No. And yet that's what you do is you figure out what is needed to creatively problem solve. And um, what keeps us doing it is adding in the element of fun. Why, why are we doing this? Why is it, how can we make it fun and, uh, and rewarding selfishly for us? What's, what's in it to really create community, build community and do a good thing. But it's been a wild ride. And I think anyone in the music industry knows that the landscape is changing. It's changing daily, monthly. And again, as an independent music festival, it's, it's a landscape that keeps us on our toes, that we have to be fiercely competitive in the, in the marketplace and over-deliver on, on what the experience is. Yeah, absolutely, Christina. And talk to us a little bit about the festival's history. You mentioned that it was a 30, that this is the 36th year. Um, I think it was born in 1988. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody and anybody who's anybody in blues has played it. I mean, Greg Allman, Lucinda Williams, Taj Mahal, Gary Clark Jr. Um, the list goes on and on. We're Robert Plant. We could spend 20 minutes just going through names. Uh, but like for my audience, uh, especially a lot of them are like in the in the Southeast. And tell us a little yeah. bit about why this festival matters so much uh, for American music blues, you know? Yeah, I don't know if people think of Portland, Oregon when they think of blues music. And yet for, you know, three and a half decades, Waterfront Park has been filled with amazing musicians from, you know, all life cycles of their musicianship, whether it's when Gary Clark Jr. played when he's a teenager or trombone shorty played when he was in high school to this summer having Buddy Guy on his farewell tour yeah. and getting folks that are um, just key, key hallmarks and legends of, the blues genre and, and, and beyond, whether it's funk and soul, R&B, Americana roots. And that's also what the festival has done for a long time is really expand the genre and kind of the interpretation of what that means. Um, but the festival started in 1988 and it has grown into this beloved crown jewel of, of July 4th weekend in downtown Portland. It always falls on July 4th. Uh, the actual day. We have a big old fireworks show. And so the dates kind of move around here and there. And it showcases local and regional talent to a really high degree. It's really important to us. We have a hotbed of, of music and, and blues musicians in the Northwest. Again, a lot of them have roots to the South, to the Southeast. And whether it's, you know, we have a ton of New Orleans ties up here in Portland. We've got all sorts of Mardi Gras crews and we've got all sorts of fun. And so we have a deep thread of love and musicians representing the, the culture and, and music. And so um, I think Portland situates itself as a, a sleeper hit, but for those that know, a really dynamic and lovely and, and frankly, um, a kind of a cutting edge blues music scene. There's folks from um, Robert Cray and Curtis Salgado that are Oregonians through and through, but folks know them everywhere you may go. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Christina, you touched on a couple of things there that I want to, I want to, um, you know, go deeper. L let's, let's talk about the lineup since you talked about Buddy Guy, you know, obviously Buddy Guy, he's farewell tour, late legend icon. Uh, my good pal as well. I'm Kia, you know, she's playing. Um, I, I know I'm blanking on a few, um, 
Yeah, sorry, I'm blanking. Well, Help me out. But who are no, you? No, no problem. We are, um, so as of today, we've announced about half of our lineup. So we'll roll out another 45 folks. So eventually we'll have 75 or so artists that'll play, you know, 100 sets over the course of the week. But we're thrilled to have JJ Gray and MoFro right. back this year. Corey Wong. And Mavericks. Guitar, guitar fans. The Mavericks brought mm-hmm. down the house the last time they played at the festival. And I think they were one of the groups that folks were introduced to. A lot of folks were new at went the festival when they were like, who are these folks? And then became fast fans. Their in-person <laughs> right. performance, if you haven't seen them in real life, RL, they are dynamically fun. And um, so we're super excited. Then we've got Eric Gales, which I mean, folks, any guitar geeks um, would love. And then again, really, um, I don't even want to call them up and comers, but they're still not household names, but they should be uh, gals like Celise, mm. Sunny War. Oh, Celise, um, right. Sunny War, is, uh, Sunny War is right there on the up and up. Yeah, yeah. yeah there are just the kind of some rising stars um, that will be more well-known than they are even now. So Super we've got exciting. Curtis Delgado, Rick Estrin, and the Nightcats, a lot of classic folks. And that's just our initial batch of uh, artists that we've announced. So when you pick bands, Christina, or when you and the committee pick bands, is it is it as simple as, man, I would get a kick out of seeing these bands, and then that's it? Or is there like a criteria that you kind of go through a little bit? I wish that it was super easy. Peter Damon, our festival artistic director, has been booking the festival for 30 years. He's also a musician himself, and so he's got great insight into understanding the music. A big part of what we we play with is we start with a wish list, for sure. Sure. And then you work on routing who's on the West Coast July 4th weekend. So our dates, we know we have four days of availability. We can't have like, we'd love to have Buddy Guy sometime this summer. We know <laughs> we got one or two days that have to work with his schedule. So we look at the schedule, look at the routing, see where folks go. And I think another really key component to what we do when we're thinking about building the lineup is truly genre diversity so that it isn't just straight ahead blues all day every day and also just diversity and representation that we've got the ladies we've got folks of color we've got all sorts of nooks and crannies of of genres of music of background of culture to make it really dynamic for four days with four stages that it isn't the same thing on every stage where you're like oh i've heard this before people won't say that at the blues festival they'll hear something new that pulls them somewhere new and then they'll find something new like oh i gotta go find this and it kind of drags them around the festival to find a new act or a new new artist super exciting super exciting christina and another great thing about the festival and we love this with the festivals that we work with is the ones that have like a higher purpose you know the secret to living is giving Mm -hmm. if you will Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and um you know you guys i mean blues uh, blues fest cares since 1988 You guys have been feeding millions of, of people, if you don't mind touching on that a little bit, because I think that's super cool. Yeah, I think, I mean, similar when we started this conversation, community is at the heart and soul of this festival. It's built the community, it's for the community, it's sort of the people's festival. And that giving back and taking care and being aware of our neighbors is critically important. We, in 2023, will continue a partnership with two primary community partners, Meals on Wheels People, which delivers food and connection to homebound seniors. And that truly is feeding and nourishing our neighbors. And um, they're an amazing organization here in town. And we're also partnering with the Jeremy Wilson Foundation. And they're a a young nonprofit founded um, by a musician himself. And they provide 
support for music industry personnel and musicians during during time of need and medical hardship. And a lot of musicians are uninsured or underinsured and a heart attack can be a major setback, you know, or things like that where you just can't navigate. And they're providing resources to navigate that for musicians in our community. And musicians are our festival without, I mean, you don't want to see me on stage. I, I can't play a guitar, I can't <laughs> sing. And without our musicians, you know, it's a pretty flat festival. And so both organizations are just really doing the work day in and day out in our right. neighborhood, in our state to take care of our community members. And um, like you said, it, it makes our work more meaningful. And in, in addition to having it be an amazing music festival, it, it's really important too. Love it. Love it, Christina. You're being so good with your time. Thank you. But I want to ask you a question because you're like a cool music chick. Like, <laughs> what was, like, I, I can just tell, I, I, you know, I've been around. What is a concert that little Christina Feeler, you know, when you were running around, changed your life that, like, just put you into this music trajectory? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I... There's no wrong answer. Well, no, and, you know, the, the first concert that really resonated had to do with two things. Well, a couple things, who I was with and where I was. And then the musician was sort of like the icing on top. I went with my dad. And I think that there's so many shared moments and multi-generational moments with family. And music does that. So you can like it with your kids, your your spouse, your parents, your neighbors. It, music crosses the boundaries. So I was with my dad and I was at the Gorgie Amphitheater in Washington, mm. which is this beautiful, iconic setting beautiful. For, for folks that haven't been there. I mean, there's a documentary about it. It's just, it's an epic place. And I was seeing Shania Twain. And that was just this moment of country music. I grew up listening to a lot of country, a lot of old country. And, um, you know, my dad and I would listen to Ernest Tubb all day long. And then we awesome. go and we, we go to the Gorge. I'm with my dad and it's this beautiful setting, country music. It was wow. a pretty special concert moment that I won't ever forget. Amazing. And, and she's making a comeback, Shania. I so, know. Big time. <laughs> totally come back. Well, Christina Filler, I mean, what can we say? We're super pumped to to, to go and uh, waterfrontbluesfest.com, you know, super affordable tickets. You can find four day GA for $120, yeah. uh, fun for the whole, whole family, fireworks. Christina, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. You have been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in.